1: like to just uh, speak for a few minutes from the Word of the Lord. Uh, and if we can stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a, a simple thing that I feel in my heart to share tonight. It's from the book of Hebrew, chapter 11, as you all know. Uh, please excuse me, you know, some of, some of these things. Someone gave me this as a gift. But... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I struggle, and uh, I don't know how to properly do that. Anyway, I'll go with the with this, and I'll 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 read from the book of Hebrews, chapter eleven, verse number thirteen. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Uh, I was praying this morning and uh, for some reason God put this scripture in my heart and uh, I tried to uh, speak something else but uh, you know it was in my heart and I may not say it the way I want to say it but uh, God was speaking to me about, and I was thinking about the magnitude of faith, or what makes faith very important, or how do we measure faith? Is it because, or is it because of the end result that we can measure faith, or what is it? So I was talking to God, and this verse, uh, the Bible speaks about people who died in faith. We all Know that we believe God so that we can get something. But in the Old Testament, the Word of God referring to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He said they all died in faith. And I felt sometimes it may not be very important for us to get what we are praying for. But it is very important for us to believe God. And to have faith on God. Hallelujah. Let's pray for a few minutes. I'll speak... Jesus, help us tonight, God. We magnify you. We bless your name. You are good to us. Hallelujah. Thank you for what you have done for the country of Ethiopia. Thank you for what you have done for all of us. I thank you for my brethren here, God. For my sisters and fathers and mothers in this place right now, God. Hallelujah. Help me to speak your word. Help me to speak your word. And we want you to minister tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you say amen, you can sit down. Amen. That's what I do to my people in Ethiopia. I tell them, if you don't say amen, you're not allowed to sit down. So <laughs> Hallelujah. Again, I'm so, I'm so happy to come, uh, to come back here. Uh, but, you know, I want to share what I feel in my heart. Every time I come to Texarkana... And it's a great opportunity for me uh, to be closer to Mama Wendell. I respect uh, what they did many years back very, very much. Uh, It starts there. And when we start respecting how or what people sacrificed for the work of the Lord, it encourages me to carry on the work. It, It lets me know that it's not something that, uh, that I, you know, I'm, I, I started or uh, in other words, it's not something that I can see it lightly. I can see there were uh, many people behind me who fought for the truth, who fought uh, for uh, the things God put them in their heart. So it makes it so heavy for me to see it from that angle. I usually, whenever I call Mama Wendell, I talk to her and she tells me stories after stories. Because I wasn't born then, I, I had no idea, you know, when they started the church there. So it gives me some faith and encouragement. And Hebrew chapter eleven does the same thing to me. Whenever I feel that uh, I have come short of some kind of faith or trusting God, I would I would go to that book and read that chapter. And as you all know, it's a it's a faith chapter and. Uh, It's an honor for me to just say a few things from here. But this verse, how do people believe and die and not receive the promise? And it seems for me they did not care that much, you know. I know there, were, there, there there was no diary then, you know, or just something that to write on. Uh, the, you know, some people write, you know, I wish I have seen this and this. And they, they, they write all of their plans there. And they say, I want to see this in my lifetime. I want to be there. But uh, I don't think they cared about that. They heard the Word of God and they believed and they trusted the Lord. Even though they were not able to see it, they said, we will see it someday. Hallelujah. It will happen in the future. So the importance is not that whether you see it happen or not. I don't know if it makes sense for you. But God was telling me that, you know, I do have a lot of visions. I think about this and that. And I say, God, I want this happening. I want that happening. But God was speaking to me, again. that's not what I want. God wants us to believe and to have faith on Him, whether we see it or not. You can read also in the same chapter, verse number 39, it says, And these all, having obtained a good report, through faith, received not the promises. You know Abraham. Sometimes, uh, some people think that, you know, Abraham is the Old Testament man. And I say, no, 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 no. He's uh, a father of... uh, all those who believe, you know, who have faith. He's, he's an icon of faith for me. Because he, he spoke to the Lord and he was talking to him. But he did not even have a single son. But he was talking about his, his, his seeds to be as many as the sands of the earth. And as many as the, the, the stars of heaven. And he was talking to God like that. But he still didn't, did not have Isaac there. This is what I call faith. You don't have to see it, but God measures the, 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 the magnitude of your faith, not by the result of your faith. My father usually says, uh, when people pray, I don't know why they pray for a small amount of money. Because for God, it doesn't make any difference if you ask him $10 or a trillion dollar. It doesn't make a difference. He says that. Does it make sense to you? I did not understand for a long, but now I have come to understand it is true. Because God, you know, for God to have $10 here and a trillion, uh, God doesn't see, oh, this is big money. If, if he is like that, I don't think he's going to be God, you know. It means anything. It's like a pepper or a, a, just a bunch of pepper for him. <laughs> so it doesn't, he said, that says that when you pray, just ask God for something big. Just don't ask if I can get this. Just, Just have a big vision. Because for him, it doesn't make any difference. Hallelujah. Because we know that he owns the heaven and the earth. He created the heaven and the earth from nothing. He has everything. Hallelujah. He is so powerful. Hallelujah. It doesn't make any difference for him. So, I see it this way. If it doesn't make any difference for God the person that asked for $10 and 1 trillion how god how does god measure their faith there does it mean that the person who prayed for 1 trillion has a big faith what does i was asking myself this question i said okay okay i think the result is not very important as the process you know, we all have something to ask God. You know, we want this. We want that. Oh, it's, it's normal for me, you know, to believe or to ask God for a good house. It's okay to do that. Because as long as we are here, we need, we need a house to live and good car, you know. But how does God measure the magnitude? And I say to myself, if it was measured by the end result or the things that we get, it's very difficult for all of us to shout together. Because I have a a good 1994 Toyota Land Cruiser worn out by African road there. And you can have just some good cars. So can we jump together? We cannot measure that. Hallelujah. Or anyone who prays for some kind of car. And another person can pray for airplane. So does it mean that the person who's praying for the airplane has a big faith? And I said, it's very important that you believe or you trust God. Or you have faith. I know these words are tricky. I'm not going into that detail. I know there is a difference, but I don't want to go there. But let me call it just in one term, faith. You need to have faith that God is going to do it. So the question comes that what if you don't get that? You're going to be like this man or the the man of God who believed and died. They just believed. They did not receive the promise. But Abraham was called, he is the father of all that believe. Because he did not see anything, but he saw it in in one part. In John, uh, when you read that Abraham, Jesus speaking about Abraham, or I can call him like, I'm brother Kalun, Abraham, is that okay? You understand? I call him Abraham. So, uh, let me go. I'm So, Abraham, when 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 he was taking his son to sacrifice, there is some revelation there. He, he saw that when he was ready to do that, God provided another lamb. And in that place, Genesis, I believe, chapter uh, eighteen, it says that he saw that God can put someone instead of his own son. The lamb. He saw that, okay, somewhere in the future, God is going to do something instead of uh, the whole people that deserve it or that deserve death. All human beings, we all deserve the death penalty. But instead of us, God prepared his own body so that he can die for us. Abraham saw that so many years back. And I believe that is why he said, Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced. I feel that he saw something was coming for a human being. Someone will be sacrificed. Someone will be on the cross to save all the nation. I believe he felt that. I believe he saw that. So, he did not care how much uh, sons Isaac had. And okay, I want to make sure that my generation is continuing. He believed and he said, I have faith on the Lord. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you t- tonight is sometimes, you know, we believe God for so many things. And uh, in, uh, in our house, my sister, her name is Hannah. She used to live here uh, in uh, Dallas area. So she came from our family. She is uh, uh, my cousin, but she lived all of her life uh, in, in, in I mean, in, in our family there. She's, she's there. I think she came to our house since she, were, she was uh, two years old. So she lived with us. And finally, she had an opportunity to come to the state. And everybody wants to come here. So she came here. She was working. She wanted to see uh, her friends and the family. And she went back to Ethiopia years back. Uh, but something terrible happened to her. We did not know she had some heart problem. And uh, finally, what we heard was uh, she was in her room, and uh, you know they found her laying down on the floor, and uh, they took her to the hospital. We rushed there. Still now, we do not know the reason, but uh, uh, you know uh, she is paralyzed halfway, and uh, she cannot walk properly. She had a big future, and we all knew that she loves to work, and, uh, you know, just do something for herself and others, but it did not happen and she went back to ethiopia that struck uh, you know got her since then she was not able to come back to the states and work here and still she is uh, in my parents house there and sometimes whenever i travel to the southern part of ethiopia i go there in my parents house and i see her uh, most of the time but god was god was telling me this morning i can share this sometimes i see her and i feel god we want, we want you to heal her. We don't know what's going on here. She has a very uh, small or gradual progress. But if it continues that way, it's going to be very... I mean, maybe it, it's going to take uh, many years for her to recover from that. But we always pray for her. We always ask God for that. And God was giving me that example. And I said, okay... It's not important whether she is healed or not. But the important thing is that I never have to stop believing God. I never have to stop having faith on God. Hallelujah. And I was praying for her. And and sometimes the devil, you know that he can bring someone before you. And he can tell you that, look, this will never happen for you. You know, it's just, it is as if it is in the past tense. This will never happen to you. But... I can, I can stand tall and tell the devil that no matter what you do, I have the right to believe. I have the right to have faith and say, my God can do it. My God can change the circumstances. My God, God can do it. Hallelujah. And, and, and I, I tell myself and I say, the worst thing that can happen to me is I will believe to the end. And finally, I will die believing or having faith on the Lord. We don't have to see it happening. Some sickness, some people, we say, uh, I know that we do have similar cases in our families. And we say, so and so, we want them to be healed. We want them to be healed. For many years we have been praying. And the devil comes and tells you, you have to stop, you know, praying. Just pray for something else. This will never happen. He tries always to discourage us. But uh, I I, I bring this word to you. You can read it again and again. I would rather believe God and die. I'm not going to listen to you, but I'm going to believe until the day I die. And I'm going to continue believing the Lord. I'm going to continue praying for that and telling the Lord, Jesus, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. You can change this anytime. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Ethiopia, you you may remain standing. I'll try to finish this. In Ethiopia, you know, I work with many pastors who have been Baptized uh, some forty years ago, or even my dad, some fifty years ago, and so. So I work with them, and uh, I am expected to make decisions and this and that. And it's always uh, uh, a privilege for me to serve with them. But I always feel that God, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, and but I know that I, I trust you for everything. In Ethiopia, we had the greatest revival, as you all know. It was an amazing revival. But the devil put some uh, false doctrine in there so that he can discourage all Ethiopians. And he might do the same for you. He might put something and say, "Uh, I don't think those days are over. You know, those days that Peter baptized 3,000 people in one day, it's over. So we admitted that, okay, it must be like one-to-one, you know, just... uh, it must be any other way. And we, we, we tend to accept that. And sometimes I feel, okay, the, the, the revival for Ethiopia, it was passed. Okay, those people went to a false doctrine. Sometimes he says, okay, it will never happen again in Ethiopia. But today I have come to tell you that we don't have to accept such kind of claim from the devil. We know that the devil is always a liar. He is a liar. But we trust the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to have faith until we die. That is how our faith is going to be measured. People that you want them to come to the house of the Lord. You have been praying and crying for many years. Just don't think about their coming. Because God is looking at your faith. That just, do you, what if it doesn't happen as long as you live? Are you going to stop believing God and trusting the Lord? We need to have that kind of strong faith. I would rather believe and die than give up. Hallelujah. Let's believe the Lord. Hallelujah. Revival will come to America. Let's believe the Lord. Yes, what we see. You know, the, the, the situation you see in America may be difficult. But trust the Lord. Believe and die. Just have faith and die. Say, claim it every day. God is going to bring revival in America. Just go in front of devil and tell him. Every morning you can come to church and tell him. We're going to have revival. We're going to have revival. We're going to have revival. We're going to have healing in the house of the Lord. God is going to work in the house. Hallelujah. It requires someone to say it until you die. Just say it until you die. Because your measure, your faith is not measured by what you get. Just leave that. Sometimes I feel that does even God even doesn't care as by the result, you know, whether you have a big house or a big car. I don't think He will be. Oh, He has it. I don't think so. He sees the process. He sees the feather, and He said, "Yes, my son, that's how I want you to trust Me." Somebody needs to say, "Though He kills me, or though He slay me, I still trust on the Lord. I trust the Lord, and I depend on Him." It's not about what I can get, but I trust the Lord. I trust the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't give up. Hallelujah. You need to pray for the whole, the whole world Africa, America, everywhere. Just God is going to bring revival. This is my last word. I tell you this. A lot of things God can take my financing, this, I mean, or the devil, I'm sorry, can take this and that. But I feel that I have a right to have faith on the Lord. He can take my money, but I have the right to believe God is going to give it back to me. He cannot take that. Hallelujah. So I speak by faith. Hallelujah. Because God enjoys the process. God loves to see his children. Whenever we come before him and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I have faith in you. You can do it. You can do it. Hallelujah. Can you do it more? one more time tonight? Hallelujah. If there is any challenge in your life, Hallelujah. Just, just you can speak sometimes to yourself. I'm going to believe and I'm going to trust the Lord and I'm going to have faith on the Lord. I have come to build your faith tonight. Hallelujah. We're going to have revival in Ethiopia again. Hundreds and thousands and millions of people will come to the Lord. And I'm going to claim that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the word and study the word and go out and witness. I'm going to do everything that I can. But I still say it every day. God is going to do it. Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands and worship the Lord one more time?
0: Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We've heard the word of faith here tonight. Amen. I said we've heard the word of faith here tonight. The Lord has moved in this place. I want there's somebody that'd like to put it to the test in your own life. Amen. Is there somebody that'd like the Lord to touch you and minister to you and your need? Amen. Maybe you have a need here tonight that uh, you feel by looking at it and examining it from where you stand and what you can see. It looks like an impossibility. It looks like far beyond human reach. I'm going to tell you, nothing is a limit to God. God is not limited by man's view, what man says, man's opinion, any of that. God is in control of everything. I believe that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I might just say this, what I feel in the Spirit. I feel like from the time that I was with Brother Tomiskin to this time now, There's an anointing that has been placed upon this man. Amen. He has been placed in a position and came to the kingdom, if I could say it this way, for such a time as this. And God has placed an anointing on him for not only the country of Ethiopia, but in his travels to help other folks. And I believe he spoke a word to this church tonight. Amen. If you're going to step out in faith, why don't you step out from where you are right now. Come to this front and lift up your hands and say, God, I'm going to believe you in spite of everything else that I may be feeling, experiencing, seeing, or what is being said to me. Amen. All of those things really doesn't matter. Amen. what matters is what's the final say that God speaks in the situation. Because He always has the final say. He is able, amen, to speak and turn the whole situation around. We have to believe God. We have to trust God. We have to put our complete faith in Him. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift up your hands to Him right now? We're not going to belabor the point tonight. But I think it's important. That we have faith and trust in God. Amen. We've been reminded tonight, Amen, to put our focus on the things that we're believing God to do and what we need Him to do in our lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise your name. I lift up your name. I'm believing that you're